Hello everyone, this is your boy Arrow, and thank you for joining Lunar Nation Podcast. Once again, I am joined by my fellow co-hosts, Sagoon and Franz. In today's episode, we are going to dive deep into an ancient philosophy that perhaps some of you may well have seen in drawings, on tattoos, on shirts, and that is called the yin and the yang. The theory of yin and yang is a philosophical framework what describes what Chinese people have long observed in nature and the material world. The yin, the dark world, is associated with shadows, feminism, and the throttle of a wave. And the yang, the light world, represents brightness, passion, and growth. In today's episode, we are going to drive deeper into the philosophy and try to understand the meaning of it within life, the importance of it in harmony, balance, and most importantly, what we view in life and how we look at every individual and make our decisions. All right, guys, let's have it. So we've got the yin and yang, the... The black and the white, obviously we've seen that, you know, people have t-shirts. We've seen it in movies with, like, Karate Kid. But I don't think anybody has, like, really dived deep into, like, understanding what the meaning is. And more importantly, try to understand the philosophy behind it. Because at the end of the day, I think the philosophy means more than what we perceive it to be. When we see in the movies, we, we pretty much get a very quick gist of it. But I know, Sagoon, you really looked into the aspect and the philosophy of it. Would you care to elaborate on what you what you understood from it and most importantly, what you believe people should understand? Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, thank you, Arrow. Um, so basically, for me, like Yin is basically supposed to be uh, some kind of like Chinese goddess. Uh, her name is like Shang-Chi. And then Yang is supposed to be the Chinese god Shihei. So basically, yin is represented as the the feminism female side, and the yang is supposed to be the male like masculinity side of it. So it's it's that balance between the the feminism and the masculinity that 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 I guess coincides with each other to create that effect of the yin and the yang. Yeah, and just to go a little bit deeper on what the symbol represents, I know. I'm assuming a lot of people have probably seen the symbol, but basically what it what it really stems down to is that there's a balance in the natural world. So it's you can't have positive without a negative. There can't be pure joy without sadness. You know, nothing's really pure at the end of the day. Um, what's interesting about the symbol that not a lot of people realize, but it's not it's not like a it's not cut down, divided in the middle. So if you can see it, there's it's a circular shape and then it has the S curves to it. So basically it represents the divide between the yin yang and then the, the S curve to it. It shows how they're connected and over so flowing and constantly flowing within each other and whatnot. And then you have the, the two contradicting dots on each side. And what's interesting about it and how I like to, you know, maybe put into a connection that a lot of people can see it. Um, I'm not sure if there's a lot of Star Wars fans out there, but how I wanted to connect it is think about as the the yin being Darth Vader and 
the Yang being Luke Skywalker. So obviously Luke Skywalker being on the light side and Dark Vader being on the dark side, but how uh, there is that, you know, tiny circle light dot on the dark side, it represents, you know, Vader's uh, you know, past how he used to be on the good side. And, you know, the black dot on the light side represents how Luke Skywalker, you know, he has that connection you know, towards his father and, you know, he has a potential of going on the dark side, but that was just, you know, a little connection to, you know, hopefully symbolize, you know, the yin and yang to like a Star Wars analogy, but basically like it stems down to no positive without a negative. There's no such thing as having, you know, you can't be happy all the time. There has to be some sadness. There's got to be a balance in the world. And when these two balances come together, it equates to a, an equal harmony. I like that. I like that. So check this out. Yin and Yang is an ancient Chinese philosophy, right? Which basically reminds us that balance is the key to prosperity. By balancing out the opposing but complementary forces of yin and yang in our modern lives, we can achieve more vibrant and sustainable health. Which by by saying that, meaning like if you think about planet Earth, it the planet is naturally in a yin yang balance. But importantly, humans, we are like, I guess, not really good at taking care of the planet. We managed to bring the temperature of the planet up and that is kind of disrupting the balance. More importantly, to give you a bigger aspect of yin, yin is basically like the winter season, while yang is more of like the summer season. And the yin aspect of yin and yang represents the sun. It's light, expansive, and somewhat reckless at times. What we need to understand about yin and yang is... Sometimes when we go to school, they're like good and evil and good must always prevail. But what yin and yang kind of describes is good and evil must coexist in order for balance to be there. Because if one side takes over the other, then we have an imbalance. And when there's imbalance, eventually imbalances cause chaos. And chaos is a non-ending conflict. Now, we can relate this yin and yang to communication. So sometimes when you go in a presentation, you present your ideas or you state something from your viewpoint that you completely mean good, but it may be perceived as bad by some audience members. So you can see yin and yang play out on our daily lives. What do you think about it, um, Sagun? Do you have any thoughts on that? No, I do. I do see that. Like, like what you said, and like what Fran said, I totally agree with you guys in the sense that it, it it does represent balance, right? Because if we don't have balance in life, then there's not going to be there's going to be one extreme to another, right? So let's say like if you're extremely happy, you can't really just have that, right? Because that's not going to bring you to reality. The reality is when you when you're like brought back to like sadness, right? So it, there has to be some kind of like a middle point, like a middleman. I kind of treat it like a middleman itself, 
because if there's no like the, that that kind of like middle aspect of things where you don't have the balance the world would not even coincide just just how the world in my opinion just how the world works there there has to be this like universal force where there's the there's the light side and the, like it's like kind of like what Franz was saying with the Star Wars Star Wars reference the light side and the dark side right there has to be that I guess that kind of like it's like to describe it it's like that kind of like power shift you know the light and the dark is just like they're all like pushing each other if you kind of really think about it that's all I'm that's all I'm thinking it in my head so when you do that. There's gonna be that middle where there's the, there's that balance, and I, I I consider that the yin and yang, you know, the pure yin and yang. Yeah, what's interesting, I actually wanted to uh, maybe take a little bit of a pivot or a turn, but I know you guys, or specifically Arrow, talked about how you know there's there's the kind of like the battle between the good and the evil, but I wanted to uh, kind of dive into this thought of especially at a young age when, when people are born, how, how did, how does it really start? Because our, like you mentioned, you know, when you're in school and whatnot or, or whatnot, or even getting, getting bullied or, or having, you know, discussions among your peer are, are people, you know, directly, you know, are there some people divided into like the good side or some people divided into the bad side? Like what, what, what is your opinion on, on how it, how it all, you know, comes together and, and how, how it all starts as far as, these energies because at the end of the day you know the the taoism and, and yin and yang is is a philosophical you know and religion that started in china in the sixth century but you know it has to do with like the flow of energy and whatnot so i wanted to see maybe if Ari you wanted to talk a little bit more about um people's attributes or emotions and if they're you know born with that negativity or that positivity or they are they uh, acquire it over time yes franz so I would I wouldn't necessarily describe it as a battle between good and evil. Um, it's more of a dance between both opposite end of the spectrum. So the yin and yang is technically, if you look at it, the circle, and you swirl it in a circle. It's like a dance. On your question about people and how they take a side, so when you're born, in my opinion, you're born neutral. You are technically like a uh, piece of mold that you're going through a machine. You get molded to the byproduct that you are created based on the environment that you're in. And the environment that you're in is perceived to be either one side or the other side of the balance system. And more importantly, like what you perceive to be good might be very bad for other people. What what people perceive to be good for them for themselves and what they do might be perceived bad for you. So it's just the question is a lot bigger than um, I would I would say like it's more of like I don't I would say like people are imbalanced. So when we have like a casual conversation, we can never really understand each other because we always so hard headed with our own opinion. So therefore, there's an imbalance. And um, if you look at, for example, like <clears throat> like wars. Why people fight? Why people argue? You, you, you. The logic behind it, from my opinion, is what people may perceive to do bad for their countrymen, or I'm sorry, what people do good for their countrymen is perceived bad by other countrymen, because that's just how the opinions are taken based on their action. But when you're the person within that country and you see the leader doing these actions, you perceive it to be good because at the end of the day, it is your future that is being helped in. So 
then the the question really dives down to are people really bad or are people really good or are they just perceived based on how we as individuals see them? Right. I like the way you say that. Uh, I mean, it looks like it all depends on perspective because your, your example of, you know, going to war is, is, is actually really good because, you know, one country, what they're doing to another might seem, might find it justifiable, but the other country might see it as, you know, an act of aggression and whatnot and they might not like it. So, you know, each side looks like it has a different perspective. Uh, I mean, it kind of comes down to like yin and yang kind of connects to everyday life that, that we see. It. And it comes down to like also the argument of nature versus nurture. You know, are you are you kind of like genetically born with these type of characteristics? Or are you molded throughout life, you know, through learned, you know, through experiences and other other environments that you learn throughout life. So it's, it's very interesting. I'm not sure if Sagun, did you have your, uh, it looks like you have your yeah, hand yeah, up. Do you yeah, want to say yeah, something? Yeah, yeah. Just, just quickly. I, I think for my personal opinion itself, it's just that I feel like it's just the influence around you. I mean, you can see like, you know, kids going in middle school, you know, kids going in high school, you know, they are who, who you surround themselves with. Right. If, if a kid is going with a bad flock of people, you know, of course they're going to take their negative traits and, you know, become, potentially negative person you know because they see their values right and they try to imitate their values and they go with that they don't really see that light so i kind of consider that going to the dark side of the force right <laughs> and then uh let's say if you have a really good in, uh, like influence right people like kids or you know people that want to succeed then i see that going to the light side because you're you're thinking that mentality of you know how i can you know do better in my life and what kind of potential that i have right so it, i feel like it all depends on you know the surroundings the environment and what people can do to you right unless you have a really really clear conscience but that's i feel like with peer pressure and everything i think that's kind of rare unless you yeah unless you do like unless you're like a really strong person but i i don't really see that until you build it up in my opinion so check this out um, to give you a quick history fact. It's it's just a, something interesting that I could relate to yin and yang. In World War One, when they were fighting in the trenches, so for example, in this story, I believe it was the French versus the Germans, and it was the Christmas holidays, and I believe that it was um, so they had a moment of truth truce, where in the Christmas they would exchange gifts. When you look at it, both sides were fighting for what they believed to be right, right? And both sides perceived the other side to be evil because at the end of the day, they're like, that's my enemy because they're German. And the other one is like, that's my enemy because they're French and they're trying to occupy our land. When you look at each individual soldier and hypothetically, let's say we bring them back to life and ask them, why did you why did you kill the other person they're going to say because i needed to live and therefore if i needed to live they needed to die you get the yin and yang i live you die <clears throat> just like night and day it's everywhere yin and yang is pretty much everywhere even in a conversation and voting rights regulations everything has yin and yang more importantly to describe it more in depth yin and yang exists within our body so if we, for example, eat a very imbalanced diet of like very bad food such as burgers, french fries, chicken tenders, we create a imbalance within our body where it causes shock. 
and that shock causes your body to go into stress mode. And as always, when I quote myself, not myself, I'm sorry, this quote from somewhere, when your body is not at ease, it creates disease. So you know what I mean? It's like, it's really interesting what I'm finding out that yin and yang exist in our health, in our communication, in our, the, the attribute, how we view things, because what we've been taught is view things either as good or as bad, but we've never been taught to look both sides of the coin and just harmoniously decide as an overall factor, because there's no such thing as pure evil, and there's no such thing as pure good. So then the real question drives down to how society, more importantly, Western society, has taught more of that in-depth future of bad and good, well, whereas Chinese philosophy and Asian philosophy has taught the ancient ways of looking at it as a harmonious balance and only dancing together, but never creating an imbalance in between. Yeah, I just think that, you know, just just because you mentioned the Western society, I just think it's a lot of ha- a lot of it has to do with like social media, right? Like, you know, young kids are, you know, uh, being glued to their screen, right? And they're looking at all these like, you know, rappers and everything with all their chains and all that, right? And they want to be like that, right? They want to or like, you know, smoke weed or something, right? So it's, it's literally like uh, these young kids want to be like them, you know? They want to be like that kind of figure. So what they're doing is they're they're getting into trouble because all these like different kinds of music kind of encourage it, you know. So it, it is up to that point that they want to look up to their role model. So they feel like if they do that, then they'll belong in that society itself. They'll feel cool. Right. So that's kind of how you get that evil. And that's I, I just feel like that's kind of how you get all these like different gangs, you know, and all these people that want to be in that, you know, pack just to belong. So. You know what, you know, Sagun, you mentioned something cool. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, not cool, but it's something that we see as a today, like where kids <clears throat> go into social media and try to act something like they're not, right? But here's an important question. Why are they doing that? Why are they, so that's the key question, right? When people yeah. try to act like there's something they're not. Exactly. Then the real question is, why are they not comfortable of being themselves? Has society <laughs> molded them that way? It, it is it is society just molded them that way let's say if they're an outcast right if they want to be someone different right i feel like they're just gonna get bullied or they're not gonna they're not gonna be supported by their peers so what that's gonna do is that's gonna isolate them as human beings our genetics our nature is to become inclusive with each other right uh, humans want to belong that's how humans become happy like right, you, want initially, to, you want to fit in the group yeah you, you want, want to fit in the outcast. group if you don't fit in the group, then you're going to feel kind of alone, right? You're going to feel lonely. You might get anxiety. You might get all that, right? But if you have your friends that are doing the same thing and you 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 go and you, you know, you, you do what they do, right? You kind of feel that kind of adrenaline rush or something, right? And you kind of feel excited, you know, that you, you want to impress them. You're doing it basically, you're doing it for other people, but not yourself. That's the main key that we have to get it out because you want, you want to please them. You want to impress them so that they think that you're worthy enough to be in their circle yeah, yeah hold up you, this is this is this is important i think all the audience members need to hear if you're a young folk you have time if you're older you probably understand it more so when you're young you really like you care about what other people think there's this old uh, i think i saw this pamphlet or some page where they say when you're young you care about what other people think when you get middle age 
you don't really care about what other people think. And then when you get older, you start to realize people weren't even thinking about you. So it's just goes to show, goes to show that people are imbalanced because at the end of the day, they always care about what other people think. But here's the question. You don't know who are the other people. And why do you care about what they think? You don't have all the time. Well, it's like it's like when you're young, you're very naive, right? I mean, you don't really know. You don't really have that experience. Exactly. Say, right? Exactly. So therefore, there should have been like an academy of, I don't know, academy of Taoism, academy of yin yeah. yang. But of course, there's not going to be because it's just you're going to get your basic science, math, and all that stuff. You, you know, but I, like, I do encourage like, you know, the, the younger generation to have that kind of courses because if they learn it at a young age, they can control themselves and probably go to, you know, even more positive path, you know. So. But you know what's more important? I think if hypothetically yin and yang philosophy was driven in a way where just like gym membership where you go and work out, there was a membership where you go and learn about the imbalance and the imbalances of how to keep yourself in tune, intact, right? Because there's a, like, when we were talking about the mind, we uh, I forgot to mention, like, we clean our room, we clean our car, we clean our house, we clean everything, right? But we never clean our mind. So in this question, in uh, yin and yang, we never really care about the balances. And then when we go to school, we get older, we do jobs, we find ourselves in a depressed state, our mental illness is imbalanced, we are unhealthy, and people are just doing what other people perceive them to do because at the end of the day, I don't want to be rude, but we're just like a pack of sheeps going (laughs) to a zoo. I mean, not a zoo, a farmland. Uh, God knows what we're following because at the end of the day, if you ask the front of the front of the front of the sheeps, hey, why are you, what are you following? They're like, I don't know. Everyone else is moving. I'm moving. Yeah. And and the thing is, right, you want to be that sheep that tries to get away from that flock, you know? You want to be kind of unique itself. As you can see, like, you know, all these celebrities and stuff, right? There's celebrities to the point that, I mean, some some of them have had a helping hand, but some of them are just unique, right? They, they don't follow this traditional like college route and, you know, do that because some of them drop out because they, they really want to be different. They really want to like try something out, right? I feel like those are the kind of people that kind of make it. Like, I mean, even you look at the guy with Facebook, right? Mark Zuckerberg, he dropped out of college, right? And he wanted to try something. These guys are innovators. I feel like innovators are the ones that really, you know, make it and get out of that sheep and flock like the normal society you know so check this out check real this quick out. just uh not to cut you off here i just wanted to mention um the this imbalance you guys are talking about that that is in part of the chinese philosophy as well that connects to the yin and yang is also called i'm sure you guys have heard of it is the feng shui you know to have that that balance of energy around you so what you guys are talking about you know people being like sheeps or trying to connect with certain groups so they don't feel left out you know, it seems like society is kind of how you guys were mentioning their their feng shui is not in balance. So it's leading to a lot of negative outcomes in some communities or in some some people in the younger generation that's not, you know, really, you know, helping their mental state. So I just wanted to point that out as well. You know, um, you know, feng shui is a really big thing in the, you know, Chinese philosophy um, in regards to the yin and yang as well. So just wanted to point that out as well. Yeah, for sure. So check this out. I know Sagoon, um, you're really passionate about like, you know, let's say for example, you're right now, you're born in a time of right now the music industry with rap, right? Yeah. 
And then when you look at the specific languages within rap, there are certain slang words that not an average um, human no being who knows English. No cap. Exactly. No cap or... Straight up. Or llama or any of those following words, right? Yeah. So when I listen to rap, for example, I perceive it to be very demeaning because my opinion and my balance system doesn't coexist with the rap language. But your system is like, it takes it in and it's like, wow, this is, I could create a feng shui from yeah. uh, music. But for me, it's more of a clash because for me, I it doesn't make sense in my, uh, you could say my stratosphere and my world and my vision and my little planet in my mind. So it just goes to show like how we as humans perceive the opposite end and we never really agreed but the hardest but the best thing we can do is always work with it and try to understand it but never lead us ourselves to an imbalanced system which gives me to a more important question that i want to ask you guys and that is our so we we've seen in history books about like people who have done bad deeds and who are dictators or any of the following above now, the question I want to ask is, are people necessarily born to be those mean dictators or are they perceived to be that way? And more importantly, are they created by the environment that they were in at the exact situation? Because you got to remember, you're not in their footsteps. And if you were to relive their footsteps, would you be the same? No, I, I just think like, you know, all these like, you know, bad influence people that you're talking about. I, I think some, the audience can kind of picture these, you know, people from the past, you know. So I believe that these kind of individuals must have had some kind of past, you know, influence, right? Some kind of environmental factor, whether being like their parents, you know, family members or their own struggles, you know, like poverty or something, right? To get to where they were. So they kind of have to, you know, act that way. And uh, like over time, they, they just develop that personality, right? So I just think that majority of, you know, all these people are, it is because of the environment. No one who's, uh, I feel like no one who's like, you know, had a good like uprising and, you know, with the family members who are supportive are all of a sudden just going to turn bad and be like, oh, you know what? I'm going to rule the world. Oh, I'm going to take over this world. You know, I just don't think that's going to happen in my opinion. I, I, I agree with you, what you're saying, but I also want to mention that. Uh, I'm no expert in this field, but I know there there's some researchers that say you're you're born with like a clean state, and then there's some experts that say you have um, it, it's also based on genetics too that that's gonna lead to kind of like your actions later on in the future. So you were saying you know you are a product of your environment, so that is true. If you know if you grow up in a you know in a in a rather poor area, or you have a lot of negative experiences in your life, you're gonna tend to gravitate toward that area because that's what you learn throughout life. And then if you obviously grow up in a very privileged area, you see all the good, you know, you, you're, you're, you're kind of, I mean, quote unquote, spoiled or well taken care of, you're going to you tend to leave a good life, you know, pursue a career and whatnot. But there have also been cases of people that have grown up in poor areas and still come out successful, whether it's wealthy and in, in, in regards to, you know, or one Nobel Peace Prize, things of that nature. And then there's people that have come from rather good communities or good societies and have gone the opposite way and done horrendous things. So I think that's a both, it's a both play of nature versus nurture. So I feel like in some cases you are a product of that environment, but in some cases it seems that there might be kind of like a screw loose in the brain per se, 
And that could have been due to the way you were born in genetics. Again, I'm no expert, but it just seems that there has to be, because, you know, there's 7 billion people in the world or over 7 billion people in the world. I'm not saying that everyone's born bad. I'm no expert, but there has to be, you know, some sort of link connected to this. So Franz, one thing I disagree with you is about genetics. So this is just solely based on my opinion and my belief system. In Western medicine, they say genetics because people, um, people's like kids have the same sickness as their father or their mother. But what really happens in the holistic mindset or maybe like a pseudoscience, they mentioned that you don't, it's not more about genetics. It's the same habits. So if your parents do the habits, like, I don't know, they do whatever habits that they're used like to. smoking, like smoking, yeah, right? smoking, for example. Right. So the kid will grow up and get smoke and then they automatically get the same cancer as their parents well duh you did the same exact steps in the same scenario that's just my opinion i'm not saying i'm no scientist this is solely my opinion and more importantly what you mentioned about people who were, were born in a very ruthless area and they became really successful you are comparing the very top of the top of the cream of that society you got to remember not everyone is built to that level. A majority of the people are more uh, like it's like more of an example. Like, uh, would you, like if you plant uh, a tree of orange tree in a, a very dry area, and maybe one of them might some magical way grow, but the rest would not. Whereas if you grow it in a really really suitable environment that is being nurtured a lot of them will grow so the success rate is a lot a lot greater well let me let me ask you this then so again i'm no expert but and i i maybe i i don't believe but i'm just trying to kind of play like devil's advocate here so it when let's let's talk about kids you know when they enter you know kindergarten or preschool or whatever you know their age is like whatever it might be what Four years old. What time? When? When do kids start preschool? Or I kind of, like five, four or five, right? Four or five, I think yeah. that's kindergarten, but I thought preschool they start like a little bit earlier. Yeah, four. Then the five is. Let's say let's call it a daycare. You know, when parents take their kids daycare, like at four years old, five years old. Okay, there's very little. You know, they're little kids. I mean, I get it that their brains are still soaking up information and whatnot. But what about when when these kids go in these like daycare centers or or kindergarten classes or preschool and they start taking toys from other kids or they start hitting other kids? They start kind of like bullying them. Whether again, they're they're still learning. They don't know the 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 right between good and bad, and what's wrong and what's right. But yet, they're still taking things from other kids. They're they're hitting other kids. You know, they're doing things that you know as adults would be considered wrong. So, don't you see that's kind of like a predisposition to kind of maybe leads? I'm not saying they're going to turn out bad, but doesn't that lead to kind of like a predisposition that there 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 might be some something not wrong, but they might, you know, have some negative uh, attributes later on when they grow up. And again, this is not talking for everyone, but yeah, this is I'm just trying to give like an example. So, so I'm obviously I'm not a scientist. So I'm not going to give like a straight up fact. My opinion is, so there's, there's a million different reasons why these kids do this. It could be either a, they're, ate something that created an imbalance within their diet that affected their brain's neurons and therefore their reaction was this in order to please their suffering within their, I don't know, within themselves. Or B, it could be like uh, exterior where something happened with them and their parents, maybe their parents fight, and then in order for them to cope with their 
I guess, domestic violence within the house. They do it. It's just a million options. We don't really know because you remember in our last episode when we talked about the brain, uh, uh, what is it, like a neuroscientist will take a million or 10 million years just to dissect it. So you got to remember, we are nowhere near that knowledge to understand why kids do it. Only thing we can understand from yin and yang is that could be taught. And obviously I know it's trial by error. So maybe the kid did take a toy. Maybe that's the bad side. But when he grows up, it might be good. He's going to be like, hey, he, he might see a little kid and he might give the, uh, a toy to a little kid. So you, uh, I, I agree with the yin and yang in that philosophy terms where it has to coexist. So in, in real terms, I think the kid is just experimenting. But hopefully the kid doesn't do it when he's adult because at the adult, the, you're at the age of reasoning. And the moment you're at the age of reasoning, you do this, it's taken out of context. So I think I really appreciate both your opinion and more importantly, what we had to talk about Ying Yang. Thank you, Sagoon. Thank you, Franz. Once again, every audience, I appreciate you guys listening and supporting us. Please like, subscribe, and most importantly, rate Lunar Nation once again. Thank you very much. Have a blessed day.